0: are certainly looking up down at the meadow welcome to the latest shrews News. my name's johnny dreary and as always i'm alongside salop correspondent ollie westbury uh we've been away for a little while in that time salop have won three on the banks the performances have been getting sorry yeah the performances have been getting the results that they deserve haven't they all how, uh, how are things going certainly on the pitch seem to be watching some some good stuff and getting the results yeah, it's
1: been um, it's been a good period for town, hasn't it? They've won the last three on the bounce. It's always much nicer doing the job when results are going the right way. Um, so yeah, it's uh, pleasing to see see them getting some results. It's feel like it's been ages since a game now, with last weekend's game being being kind of called off. But um, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's good to be back doing a podcast. It's been a little while, so it's uh, nice to be
0: recording on this uh, Christmas Eve. Eve. Christmas Eve, certainly yeah Christmas Eve, Eve. I, I've just forgotten about Christmas as far as bit of a Scrooge. Oh, you're but... not a Scrooge, are you? No, I'm not yeah. a Scrooge, but I don't know. I just I only put my tree up like two days ago, three days ago. But we it's... have been renovating. We have been renovating the house, so we've had nowhere to put it to be honest. That's um, terrible. I know, it's, it's not great. I have had some some abuse from some friends for that, but yeah, you've just mentioned there all you had your, your cancellation of the Peterborough game. Um, what did you? How did you feel your Saturday, pal? a rare saturday off for you
1: yeah it was um i started a little bit of work on the saturday morning because i had to do some work for for monday's paper but it was um no it was a good day i went out some food you know saw some family um did a bit of exercise you know just um yeah it was it was good uh it was, it was nice to have a saturday off um so it's been a while since since i had a saturday off but uh <laughs> i kind of a thing about the, the the job is the best part of the job is Going to presses and going to games. So when the games are called off, it's I don't know. It's, it's a bit of a shame because you kind of look forward to the games all week, and then you know, um, yeah. Then it's more time in the office. Then I suppose, isn't it? Not that there's any, anything wrong with spending time in the office with my with my colleagues. Um, but uh, but yeah. So. No, it was a good. It was. It was a nice to get a bit of time off. I gather the the Shrewsbury players have also had a bit of time off over that weekend um uh, to get away and see see family and coming up to the festive period. So, yeah, it was good. It was good. I'm assuming you were working,
0: weren't you? I was. Yeah. I don't know at the moment. All the games seem to be rolling into one. I can't remember where I was, but but uh, but yeah, you've you've recharged your batteries. The players have recharged their batteries, and we're on this festive episode. We'll be looking forward to a busy festive period a little bit, and it'll be the last views for a few weeks certainly of 2022 anyway. So we've got plenty to cover. We're going to look back at the well, we, the last episode we reflected on the Peter FA Cup win and the FA Cup magic and the, the draw against Sunderland, um, and we'll talk mostly on this episode about the turnaround in results. We'll look ahead to that festive period, um, and we're going to get olds. I'm going to put him on the spot and get Old's highlights of the season slash year so far for Salop and sort of hopes for. 2023 um but we'll start with the, the the recent winning run as we as we've been saying say for quite a while and all's been explaining you know the performances haven't really gathered the results that they deserve but they certainly have in recent weeks it started with that FA Cup win over Peterborough um, and then I was alongside Joel for uh, when Lincoln came to came to Salop um during the oh, World yeah. Cup break um and just just reflecting quickly back on that it seems like an age ago now but but it was a solid a solid victory really a side that looked assured and and it was sort of a two-nil victory and sort of not a foregone conclusion but it the one that Saab looked quite comfortable in really which shows how far they've come yeah it
1: does <laughs> you mentioning mentioned in the games have blurred into one it feels like the last three home games have all blurred into one because they've all been yeah. wins um there's been plenty of goals in them all and I'm <laughs> trying to remember what happened against Lincoln um, but but yeah no it, it, it's the performances have been have been good for a while they've gone winless in sixths despite you know competing um, I wrote in a piece that's gone into today's Shropshire Star that you know there's been two games as far as I'm aware and having looked back over the scores in League One where Shrewsbury have lost by more than a goal so that was the three nil defeat to Ipswich and the two nil defeat to Cheltenham so apart from that they've only ever lost by one goal. Now, I think that's a that's a really, really good effort, which kind of tells you that, you know, they're in every game with a chance of at least picking up a point. And, you know, there's some good sides in this league, aren't there? Some very, very good sides. Um, and in that winless run, they kind of, you know, they played well, didn't they, in certain games. And, you know, they probably weren't at their best in the first half against Sheffield Wednesday, but they came back really strong in that second half. And, you know, were probably back... But, Probably could have. That's already, where it started
0: didn't. almost, wasn't it? It was sort of the catalyst. I suppose the results, the performance has already always been there, but that second half it yeah. felt like they certainly deserved something at Sheffield Wednesday. And you could argue that they could have got all three points if things had gone their way with the chances they had.
1: Yeah. But they were, I suppose they lost to Plymouth, though, didn't they? And they were good against Plymouth. They led 1 yeah. 0 at half time and they could it could have been two or three up at half time against Plymouth. And that, you know, on a tough, a tough away day, and then they put in a gutsy performance against Portsmouth. Um, I didn't cover the Barnsley game to be fair and I know they lost 1-0 I think that was a bit of a stalemate of a game where it could have gone either way from reading reports from that one but you know it just felt like they were they were doing well and just not quite getting their rewards for it and in this this last three games it's just changed and suddenly you know and, and, and to be fair to Steve Cottrell he did say that you know you can't control things like that but you can control keeping the performance level up and you just yeah. got to hope that eventually that that that'll turn, and and thankfully for Shrews in the last
0: three weeks, that has turned. Um, it's been quite timely, these results, haven't they? Because as we said at the yeah. top of the, the podcast, it was six without a win, and and yet, six without a win, some fans can get a bit restless, but I suppose if you go seven, eight, nine without a win, or eight yeah. games without a win, then I suppose a little bit of print. despite performances being quite good and it being fine margins, I suppose that's when fans can turn a little bit, so these results have been quite timely for... For and
1: yeah, I suppose it's a, well, firstly, it's a results business isn't it and and yes, performances being good will buy you some buy buy people time, won't it, and it'll allow you to think, well, yeah, okay, they played well, but you know so that there's positives, but eventually you know you need to get some results, don't you because otherwise you kind of because the last thing you want is performances to be good for six games, then you lose the next three and don't play that well. And then so then suddenly you've, you've not won in nine and you, then you're playing pants aren't you so you know it, it is a results business shoes have managed to get the results um it's a very very good win against bolton last time out um and you know like credit to you know I mean, you've got to give them an immense credit i mean they're working with what, a squad of 13 or 14 players i know they've got young players on the bench but you know they're not fe- they don't feature that heavily, and you kind of feel that the only way they're likely to play a big part in a game is if there's a bit of an injury crisis. So they're working with a squad of uh, the only players that you, you can you can say that you can see coming on at the moment are the likes of uh, Rakeel Pipe, Tom Bloxham, and Brian Bowman. They're the only three really you can see being brought on to make an impact from the bench. Um, so, you know, that's 14 that's fourteen players plus the 11 that are starting. So, you know, that's that, that's making life challenging. And they just, I mean, I kind of wrote it in that comment piece that's in, to, in today's Shropshire style that uh, there's not many teams, and it's credit to the recruitment at Shrews, that the versatility has, I don't know, benefited them so much that he, despite the injuries, they've managed to adapt to it fairly
0: effortlessly, I would say. Does it get uh, to a Taylor, point where that... Obviously, obviously the players are putting in, you know, they always do 110%, and and but I suppose they need players to come back and come back quick, or January can't come quick enough. I'm sure Steve Cottrell's planning on bringing players in because I suppose there's only a certain amount of time you can go on putting in performance levels like that with, like you say, a sort of threadbare squad.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, I suppose. But then you look at you look at for example right wing back Taylor Moore's playing at right wing back and he's you would argue and this is no disrespect to him but he's probably third choice right wing back for Shrews because if Elliot Bennett and Julian de were fit then they would probably play at right wing back and you know he he's been really good since he's moved there really good um, and you know that's you know you, if a centre half got injured he, he, he's filled in at centre half and he's done he's been steady there you look at Jordan Shipley who's you know, started the season playing on the left in midfield or in the number 10 role alongside Tom Bayliss, he's now playing at left wing back and, you know, and he's been really good since he's moved there. So, you know, that they've got, they've managed to, I mean, yeah, you see that if they pick up a few injuries, there's there's people around that can come in and fill in and, and, and do a job, but I suppose, yes, the difficulty comes is that it. I think the, the fixture schedule recently has been kind to Shrewsbury mm-hmm. in the fact that because of the injuries, at least they've had a week in between to recover each time. You know that's not going to happen now. They've got you know in the Christmas period, Monday, Thursday, Sunday. I think it is. So that's three get three games in the space of six days I make that. Um, so that's when this becomes more challenging because when you've only got thirteen or fourteen players, those same players are going to have to go again, aren't they? They're going to have to go again and you know that 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 can be quite difficult but to be where they are with the you know it's it's overlooked at times isn't it that but the injury problems that they've got and i know they've got a small squad for me that makes sense I, i'd rather choose to have a small squad and you know try to sign players of quality because that's the way they improve um so yeah i think they deserve immense credit really i mean they're what they're five points off the playoffs um and that they could have gone into the playoffs if they'd have beat peterborough last week um before that game obviously some games went ahead so that's changed the complexion but i think that's a really really good achievement for town
0: no uh, no i think you're right as well and 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 we'll just finally before we go through a few talking points just reflect on that late show at, at bolton uh we know this side's got character we've heard it time and time again from you know i've been to a few steve Cotrell press conferences where he's talked about the character of his team and and the leaders that he's got in the group and they certainly showed that with that late co- comeback against against Bolton which I, I'm sure now they're hoping can sort of propel them into the festive period to to pick up some more results
1: yeah yeah I mean it was a great comeback against Bolton um and I don't know when when they kind of scored D- Dunkley it was you got the winner and it was Dunkley who gave away the penalty in, in, in initially to um you know, allow Bolton to go 2-1 up, you kind of felt like that was going to be, you know, I can't it was a while ago now, but was it 20 minutes to go or something when they, or it was midway through the second half when they got the, when they put their noses in front Bolton, and Shrewsbury hadn't really threatened too much in that second period, and you kind of thought, oh, this looks like a long, a long way back now, and I was thinking to myself, if they can get a point here, then they've done well, but to be able to turn it around the way they did. And once they got that equaliser um, with Sadie getting on the score sheet, they did look like they were going to get the winner. They looked the more likely. Um, and, you know, they deserve immense credit for that because, you know, playing a team like Bolton Wanderers, they brought, they'd brought, filled out the away end at the meadow. Uh, they made a lot of noise. And they're a good side, Bolton. And, you know, to pick up a result the way they did in the fashion that they did, it must, it must lift spirits um so you know that's it was a great win um and I suppose who knows whether they would have liked to have played against Peterborough or not at that point you know they're on they've won three on the bounce Peterborough hadn't won in five or something along those lines they've been along they've, they've, they've been suffering Peterborough and actually it was against Peterborough that Shrewsbury's good run started so I'm not sure whether they would have enjoyed that game being called off I'm sure they would have liked to have got to kind of got back out there because it kind of feels like having not played for two weeks now well it'd be longer than two weeks won't it by the time they play on Boxing Day which is Monday that may have potentially stalled a bit of momentum for Shrews having won three games on the bench you'd have thought that have wanted to just get into the Good next one there. but I think there's two sides to that isn't there there's two sides to it because, you know, with the small squad, it kind of gives them the chance to kind of, like I've said before, have a few days off, have a bit of time to kind of rest up before a hectic festive period. So I think there's two sides to it. Um, benefits to both. Um, so, so, yeah, it's, it's one of those. I'm not really sure that, that the breakers, I would have thought I'm not too sure whether the breakers come at that good a time for town,
0: but we will see. We certainly will. Um, just a few points on the back of that Bolton game, and then just looking at what's been going on down the meadow in the last couple of weeks. Rob Street got himself on the score sheet for the first time in the Bolton game. Um, he's been the few pieces on the Shop Star website with with Rob uh, Rob Street this week. Um, Old is booster, I suppose. You know, he hadn't scored for quite a while. I've watched him a few times and sort of worked hard, but didn't really get much success. Much success at the top end of the pitch, but. I'm sure you've got Sadie scored last time out. He knows where the net is and to have Street there as well, I suppose, can only sort of bode well. And and, and that just rolls into what Steve Copswell's been saying about sort of the success of the loan signings, really. I suppose when you sign players on loan, certainly sort of lower down, well, at any any level. Sometimes you don't know if they're going to come off. For Salop, luckily, all their loans have, have come off this year, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they have. I mean, it was. I was very, very pleased for Rob Street. You know, he puts in a. He does an awful lot of running. I think he said to me he'd happily crawl off the pitch, if it meant, um, yeah, if it meant getting three points for the team. So, yeah, he's he's happy to put the work in. But as for any striker, they want goals, don't they? I spoke to Christian Say, Say- a couple of weeks ago, and he was absolutely devastated about the fact that he hasn't scored for ages. Um, and you know. Strikers want goals, they want assists, and it's stats that kind of, I suppose, that when they go back to their parent clubs, that they look at and say, "Well, has your time been successful?" Well, they'll look at, I mean, <coughs> like it is, if, if Shrewsbury were—and this is not me saying that they are—but if Shrewsbury were linked to a number nine in January, the first thing that me and you would do, Johnny, is how many goals have they scored in how many games? Yeah. Not have, not have they played well? They're judged. You're judged on stats, aren't you? That's the that's the nature of. Of the of the beast when you're a number when you're a number nine. So really pleased for Rob Street to get his first goal. I thought he took it really well. Um, his work rate's been really good uh, and and important for Sadie to kind of get on the score sheet too. Like don't forget a striker hadn't scored for Town since since September when I was in Canada, which feels like a long time ago. Um, and it was when they beat Burton Albion two one uh, with Ryan Bowen and Sadie with the goals in that game. Um, so it's been a long time since they'd scored. I think it was really important that they got that result uh, and that they got those goals um, because, you know, it's just a little bit of a confidence boost for them. But, but to be fair, both of them have been making important contributions. So, you know, like Christian Sadie, I think he's a really, really good player and has been a great signing and I feel like his contributions on the pitch, even though he hasn't got the goals have still been top notch. So, you know, Never too concerned, but I suppose as long as the team are scoring, it doesn't really matter whether you know they score from a scrappy own goal and get a 1-0 or particularly that bothered. I suppose it's an ideal world, your strikers would score all the goals
0: because it looks better. It does look better indeed. Steve, Steve, another thing Steve (laughs) Copsall said, he's there's a feel-good factor sweeping through the meadow at the moment, given the run they're on. Um, and he's also said he's just trying to keep a lid on things. Rob Street is quoted in the Shropshire Star this week is saying they've got the eyes on the on the top six. I'm sure that's something that Steve Copter wouldn't come out and say, but you've got to admire the, sort of, um admire Streets' words. In terms of that all, you know, I suppose it shows the ambition of, of Salop at the moment, and they're only five points off the playoffs. Yeah, it, it did make me laugh, because as he was saying it, as Street
1: was saying it to me in, in one of the press conferences, I was thinking, I'm not sure Steve would appreciate you saying that, <laughs> Rob. Um but yeah, interesting. Um, interesting that, that, that shows the String belief that. in that
0: in that dressing room yeah. as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think so. I, I think so. I think I think when you talk to, to 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 the to the manager Steve Cottrell, about ambitions and stuff for the season and targets set, he often says that that they don't they kind of look at games in batches, in small so, yeah, in small groups. That, yeah, he said it again yesterday in his pre in his pre match. Press conference that you know they don't set a goal of where they want to be by Christmas, and and to be fair, he he says that often he, he won't tell the players what his expectations are, but you know he'll he'll have an idea in mind of how many points he'd like to get from a certain you know amount of games, which I think is really interesting because you wouldn't think that would you? You'd think okay, well by Christmas they'll have played however many games and we expect to have got this many points whereas I imagine they'll be looking at this next batch of three and looking at how many points can they take from, from this festive period um, uh, uh, so, so yeah um, interesting um, you know in touching distance of the playoffs um, which is good uh, but I don't think it's any I know it's a cliche but I but I firmly believe that they will just be focusing on Cambridge and Cambridge alone, before moving on to worrying about anything else. To be honest with you,
0: sound like a manager there. I'll take each game as it comes. Take each game as it comes. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I thought. Well, I, you know, it's it's Friday morning. A manager in the making. But a bit of cliche bingo. A bit of cliche bingo. Yeah. Uh, just on a couple of other points, uh, we've mentioned Julian de Costa early on and, and Aidan O'Brien. What's the latest on them? All, you know, they've had a tough time with injuries and sort of setbacks and stuff. Uh, has Steve Cottrell indicated anything on? On them, because you know, when they come back, that'll certainly be a massive boost, not just in terms of numbers, but I suppose in terms of quality as well for Salah.
1: Yeah, it will be a big boost when they do come back. Unfortunately, at the moment, we're still kind of kind of waiting to see how they're getting on. Um, we don't have a time frame.
0: You've got a feel uh, for O'Brien, what? haven't you? Given, yeah, his, his, his yeah, such, yeah, yeah. at least the cost has played, had a little bit of a run of games, but for O'Brien, it must be a killer. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean, for.
1: for the first thing you want to do when you get into a new club is to be able to go out and prove yourself to the fans. Uh, you know, that, that 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 and he's just not had that opportunity, has he? He's just not had that opportunity, which is a real shame for him. Uh, and it's a real shame for Da Costa as well, because I think he's featured once since October. Um, so they've been out for a long, long time. And obviously they had their procedures earlier this month, but, you know, uh, I'm not sure sh- uh, the, the, the honest answer is that I, i'm not 100 percent sure when we're going to see those two um we'll just have to kind of keep our our fingers crossed that they're on the mend um so yeah that's the situation with those two really we, we kind of we're none the wiser at the moment but hopefully that they'll be hoping that there'll be an update uh, at some stage about you know their progression and uh, throughout their rehab
0: yeah, they've had a rough ride, the the pair of them. Um, story on the back of the star today from your Cottrell press conference yesterday, talking about how, how Salah for an attractive proposition in January. We know, I think he said a few weeks ago, didn't he, Steve Cottrell explained how his sort of planning for January started a long, long time ago. Um, but yeah. it sounds like there's going to be, well, confident, there is going to be some some decent incomings in in January. Then plans are in place. And, and you know, I suppose they are more of an attractive proposition. Now, you know, the position they're in, Five points off the playoffs you know we're relatively small club in league one given the the big clubs in league one at the moment so he sounds Coxall sounds confident for the for the window
1: well yeah i suppose when you've got a side that's you know kind of pushing to be up there near the top of the table then when you're trying to recruit players it's not like you're down the bottom trying to starve off relegation so you've got more chance of you know recruiting better players haven't you because you you are a more attractive proposition Um, I'm not sure about the incomings, to be honest with you, Johnny. I'm not sure what I feel like there needs to be, I don't know, perhaps a a realistic expectation of what Shrews will be able to afford because he has said on on a number of occasions that money will determine the factor of Shrewsbury's business. So I don't want to, you know, kind of,
0: has he indicated any yeah. outgo? You know, some clubs say they've got to be some, some have got to go to, to bring in. I suppose there's not there's not a lot of room for for manoeuvre in terms of outgoings at the moment, yeah. Just the size of the squad. I mean, it, it's not a question. I've asked him a few times
1: now about the January transfer window. Um, yesterday, you kind of gave me that line about about them being a more attractive proposition. You know, the time before he said that it'll be a hurdle. Um, it'll be a hurdle for them to be you know, the finances will be something that they'll have to get past. And then the time before that he was kind of telling me a little bit about, you know, when they start planning for January and that that that, that they've they've been working towards it for months. Um so yeah. I don't know, I don't see how there can be any outgoings at, at this moment in time with the injuries that they've got. Um, you know. I can only see outgoings if there's incomings at this stage. That's not me knowing anything that's just an opinion more than anything but I don't see how when they've probably only got at the moment fourteen players available they can let they can let any anyone go um, so yeah I, did, I I also asked him about timings of the transfer window yesterday and you know would he like to get his business done early? <laughs> and they of, all do, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> well, he said I'd like to have had my my January business done in July, but we <laughs> we don't always get what we want. Which yeah. Was, if
0: which you didn't. had to guess, or you know, say say Salop. now I'm just putting you in the in the Montgomery Waters Meadow hot seat at the moment. If you could bring in one sign in, in January, you know where would you strengthen? What what position would you target? <sighs>
1: That's a good question. put me on the spot there. Um, I don't I don't know I, I don't know. I, I suppose I look at the back three and I think the back three are pretty good. I don't yeah. think sign I don't think getting a center half would be would make Shrews be that much better because I think they're already pretty good at the back. I feel like I quite like Leahy and Winchester in midfield in the midfield too, with Bayiley's playing just in front of them. And at wing back, I know Shipley's doing there and he's playing well. I don't see the point in signing another wing back, at, at right wing back, to cover uh, Bennett and De Costa because they're going to come back at some t- some point. More can play there, and also the fact that you don't then want to have a squad with five right wing backs in, in your squad because no. that's just lopsided, isn't it? So I would probably say and this is no. Nothing on the performance of of, of the front two, but if and uh, uh, a goal scoring number nine would be really good. Having said that, I mean I haven't seen so difficult to find so difficult to find in January such a difficult window as well, isn't it? If there was somebody who you know that between now and the end of the season was going to get eight to ten goals for town, then that would be that would be the dream. Just a poacher, probably say to play. Maybe alongside Sadie because I think his contributions, you know, holding up the ball, using his body, using his power, have been, you know, absolutely brilliant. So I would I would say if there was one position that I feel like, you know, but I think everybody wants that player, don't they? Like goalsters, everybody everybody wants a goal scoring number nine. Um, so that's probably probably where I'd, I'd 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 look at. I think they might need cover at left wing back. Because currently Shipley's probably the only player that can play there. But having said, but I, I only think it's probably cover or competition for Shipley in that position because he's done really well since he's gone there. So I'm not sure actually that bringing in a left wing back makes us, I don't know, does it make us that much better? Because we've already, it's not like we've not got a good player playing there already. It's more just that, you know, if Shipley goes down, then, you know, I know Elliot Bennett's yeah. played, played on the, the left wing for Blackburn before, um, but, you know, they might need a bit more cover on that side of the pitch. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an interesting one because, you know, it, it's a very difficult question to answer when they've won three on the bounce and they've actually yeah. been playing gen- generally quite well. You know, um, if they would have been pants for the last month, that might be an easier question to answer. But because they haven't been, you know... <laughs> You don't tend to kind of, I don't know, get rid of players when they're doing all right. No. But no. yeah, I would say that's it's the one area of those games. You know, those tight games, that six six game winless run, that they, were, they had chances and they they just couldn't quite get over the line. And I suppose if they had that person who could just get that goal for them when they needed it, then you know that could be the difference between them finishing in the top half and then finishing in the playoff play places.
0: Right, time for a quick advert before we look ahead to the festive period. This podcast, as always, brought to you in association with the, the Kettle and Toaster Man. It sells a range of products, not just for your kitchen, but for your whole household. So if you, you're you after something, head over to the uk or you go in-store on Thorns Road in Briley Hill. Right, all. I've just put you on the spot. I'm going to put you on the spot again. We're going to have a quick fire Ollie Westbury question and answer. Um, you've been in the hot seat now, Oll, since the start of the... Start of the season, we're coming to the end of 2022. So i going to get some some quick little reflections from you so far. Sort of your best best moments, best results, etc, etc. So first one, best result, best result this season and why? The late ones always feel
1: better, don't they? The late wins. So maybe the 3-2 win over Exeter or perhaps the 3-2 win over Bolton, the recent one. That was a very good win. Um. I enjoyed the 2-0 win on the road against forest green um but yeah i think late late goals late goals always they're always the one aren't they they just make the win feel so much sweeter um so i'll probably say bolton or exeter um if i had to choose but so yeah that's what that's what I'd, i'd go for
0: best away ground and why i saw this when you sent me a script over earlier well, it's nice to know. It's nice to know you read what I send y'all. Oh, well, I don't reply, <laughs> but,
1: I, but I do read it. <laughs>
0: um, best away
1: ground. I would have said I enjoyed our trip to Sheffield Wednesday.
0: Oh yeah, that was Sheffield, good. Yeah, yeah that
1: was good. The curry was, good. was, good. That,
0: the curry was like, good.
1: Well looked after. Good seats. Good atmosphere. Good away following for town. Um, I enjoyed Shepherd Wednesday away. It's a bit old, isn't it? It's like it's very old ground. It, I could see it falling down, But but yeah, it, it that, that was a nice ground. Um I'm trying to think I enjoyed Bristol Rovers away earlier in the summer. Um I, I thought that was that was nice. That was a good atmosphere. Um and Tang got a point that day as well. So but you know, there's been a couple Plymouth, nice grounds, you know, got a cheeky cornish pasty and TV screens to watch replays. That's one thing you, you don't get too much in League One. D you don't get you're not able to watch replays all that often. So, you know, um, that was really good. So I did I did enjoy Plymouth for, um, for that. So yeah, uh, probably the best press food we've had would would either be Portsmouth or, Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, that's always that's the marker of a good ground. Portsmouth, Portsmouth, the, the media guy at Portsmouth. Actually, I think he said to the Salop media guys that they know about their TikTok thing. They know about their TikTok channel where they make oh, yeah, videos yeah. and they needed to up their game. So, you know, we had all kinds of homemade cake and sausage rolls and
0: stepped know, up. toasties and they stepped it up because they knew. The poor Salop tea lady t- must have been working around the clock later yeah. that game. They knew Salop's, Salop's TikTok channel was yeah. coming to town hope she gets a a good Christmas bonus. Uh, Right, just a couple more. Best player for Salop this year or this season so far? Uh,
1: I think there's, there's a couple. I would say the most... Who would I... I think Christian Sadie is massive. I think he is such an important player. And I know he's probably not got the goals he would like, but I feel like he helps to get town up the pitch with the way he holds the ball up. And I would say he's possibly the most important player for me. Um so I would say Christian Sadie, but I think that's closely followed by I think Pennington's been excellent. I think Donkey's been good. And I think, you know,
0: Leahy in I'm not the gonna field. let you get away with this. You've got to pick one. I'm gonna put no, your bang I'd, on the I'd, spot. I'd, well I'd say Sadie. Sadie. That's
1: not not yeah not too not too
0: difficult. I'd say Sadie.
1: I forgot Bayliss in there. Bayliss yeah. is as well. They've been good.
0: There are a lot of contenders, aren't there? Yeah. There are a lot of contenders. And finally, your prediction for 2023, i.e. where are we going to finish this season? <laughs> oh, well, that's just, that's just, <laughs> that's just not cruel. Fair. Yeah,
1: that's just cruel. Well, Rob know, Streets
0: got idea, his eyes honest. on the top, Rob Street's got his eyes on the top six. Can you see that, Al? It's possible, isn't it? It's tough, but um, possible. Tough, but possible. Yeah. And it depends on a number of factors, I suppose, in terms of squad size and and players going back. And injuries and
1: that kind of players returning from injury. Uh, uh, I'm I'm probably, uh, I've always been a pessimist. I'm on on the, probably looking at, you know, maybe 10th, 10th, between 8th and 10th. I still think that is a tremendous season, by the way, just to add that in. I think there's an awful lot of good teams in this league i think there's an awful lot of big clubs Sorry, not necessarily good teams but there's a lot of big clubs um and you know how january goes for those big clubs and who they recruit um, and form and changes a manager that we've seen a little bit you know so yeah i mean it i mean who knows it's been a good it's been a good start to the season for town but we're just going to have to wait and see how they kind of get on um but I would say anywhere in the top half is a good is is, is a successful season for me. If te- between 10th and 8th is a very, very good season, as far as I'm concerned. Um that's my opinion. Um but I would say I would say yeah. I think the, p- the playoffs, don't forget, I don't think we've actually ever been in the playoff spots yet. Um but that's not to say we can't we, we can't get there.
0: Yeah, be interesting to see, you know, I love the ambition from from Rob Street, and 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 it is possible, but we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Right, just quickly before we we wrap up this final pod of 2022. Got a busy festive period, nice Salop fans. Cambridge on the on Boxing Day, then Cheltenham, then Fleetwood. I was just looking at positions all. Cambridge twentieth, Cheltenham seventeenth, and Fleetwood sixteenth. and not disrespecting anyone in, in in League One, but you look at end games, and like you said, Salop have had a good sort of tidy run of fixtures recently. And it sort of rolls into the festive period. They, what, what points wise? What do you think they'll they they'll, they'll be looking at? Is it you know six from nine or seven from nine? It'd be a be a fantastic return from those three games. Yeah, I take two wins and a defeat. I think.
1: Yeah. I think two wins and a defeat would be a good be a good return. Yeah, yeah. On um, on um, maybe a win in two draws might not be the worst in the world either. Five points from from nine. You know, not losing, to keep picking up points. That momentum um, thing, isn't
0: it? You want to carry yeah, that
1: on think, over. Yeah, I football. think so. Yeah, you want to keep your unbeaten run going, don't you? So,
0: yeah. With two at home as well, that gives I them a bit of an edge, doesn't it? In the, in the yeah, of years.
1: I just think you've got to be careful. You've just got to be careful when you think, oh, 20th, 17th, 16th kind of come into play. And, and you know, it doesn't work like that, does it? You know, you see it so often that, you know, that Town have beaten Bolton. You know, beating Bolton, beating Peterborough, sides in the, the the top half, and but that's that's the you know they played Cheltenham earlier in the season and they weren't very good by all accounts and they lost two 0 So yeah, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't like to presume that these sides are um, just there for the taking. They are in terms of the festive period could go. They are kinder looking fixtures to you know, the likes of Sheffield Wednesday away, but I suppose you get those runs, but, you know, if you look at Shrewsbury's end of the season when it comes to fixtures, they've got some tough games coming up, so I suppose you have to try and, you know, take advantage of it while you can. Um, So, interesting, interesting fixture list. Um, Five to six points for me from those three games would be a good return from that. Um, Yeah, I imagine Steve Cottrell will be trying to win them all, won't he? But, um, you know, Don't forget, you've got another manager playing for another club who will be spending all week trying to make sure that Shrewsbury don't get three points. So we're just going to have to see how they pan out.
0: Yeah, it'd be interesting to see. Hopefully, some late Christmas presents for Salop fans. Uh, There we go, Shrewsbury fans. Thanks again for listening to the podcast, and and those who have all listened to the the Shrewsbury since our relaunch of the summer. It's been great to have so many of you listening in and getting well listening to first Coxey and now Westbury's expert salop views uh, enjoy your christmas have a great day have plenty to eat drink responsibly um, and i'll we'll see you down at cambridge on boxing day for hopefully a, a late christmas cracker um thank you very much for listening until next time and until next year for me and i'll goodbye